0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, a resource created by Lighthouse Family Retreat to strengthen families living through childhood cancer. You'll hear stories from families, educational information on childhood cancer, and most importantly, we will be there to encourage your family during your journey. So thanks for taking the time to join us again today. If you missed last week's episode, you may want to go back and take some time to listen. We have been on the road catching up with our friend Steph and getting to hear her story, and it's really powerful, so you don't want to miss it.
1: Steph, welcome back. Episode two. Um, So those of you that are are listening and didn't listen to the last episode, one, you need to go back and listen because it provides context, I think, for this next one. But we got into your story, Creed's story and uh, and everything that got you to the point of uh, where he passed and uh, and so now what we want to talk about with you because we know there's other families that um, are in the middle of what you experienced maybe they just went through what you experienced with losing their child through childhood cancer we want to be able to talk to those families uh and and share some of your story that can maybe help them to walk this journey and so that's where we really wanna get started. So talk about just the process for you in the early days right after he passed. What was that like to process that?
2: I think the uh, one of the bigger things, I think like overall for me was, I looked at it kinda, and I think it was, the, I think it's, first of all, it's specific to every, you know, every family, every child, every situation. But for me, the way Creed came in was such a, it was almost literally like I could hear um, the gun at the beginning of the race, hmm. and I just kept thinking about how hard we ran, how hard we ran, how hard we ran, and then we got to the end and we crossed the finish line, and it was not the way I thought it was. We were going to cross it, and so there was so much of, um, I mean, disappointment. Obviously, I mean, duh. That's yeah. That's
1: mm-hmm. just
2: that would be idiotic to not say that but you know you look at it and, and part of it's disbelief I was like was that a real
1: yeah
2: was this was that a, like as cliche as it sounds it's like was that a dream hmm.
1: Did,
2: Yeah. was that really life um, and it it takes a minute like it it really takes a minute I you know different situations I've had friends whose their children have passed at home and Creed didn't, you know, we, we yeah. left him in the hospital. And for me, it was, that was, I mean, that was awful. And I don't know which way is better. And yeah. I don't think there is yeah. a better way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think about if Creed died in my house, what would I, would I ever leave that house? Right. Would I, or would I have to get out of that house? Um, and I've talked to families and they're, they're both, they go both ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. get out. I can't leave the house. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, when I walked out and I shut that door, and I, I just was like, I've never left the hospital without my child. Like, yeah. I've never left let that. I've gone yeah. and got something to eat. Or, you know, and I've never left not knowing where he was going to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So part of the process started for me. I had to know what the next steps were for him. And, I mean, these are like early days. But it was such a big, it, I had to have closure on it. I couldn't walk out of the hospital and just leave it as that. So I made them tell me, like, what are you doing with him? Hmm. Mm -hmm. When I walk out of this room, where's he going? Yeah. Then what? Then where's he going? Hmm. And they, you know, they told me step by step, and they were super understanding, and they were like, we're going to do this, and they were going to do this, and then he's going to go here. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, I did, and I knew, and they told me, you know, like, in the morning he'll be here, and then the afternoon he'll be here, and then this. And then when I went to the funeral home, you know, all all those things that get thrown at you at one time, and you're sitting at the funeral home, and and I talked to the the I don't know what those people are called the
1: funeral home people, funeral director director yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like funeral home people
2: <laughs> like they're called something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I you know I talked to him and I said look we we personally had Creed cremated because I didn't know if I'd always live in Atlanta. And I couldn't mm-hmm. leave him in that in that city or in that yeah. st- like I and thank God I didn't because right. I'm in Franklin Tennessee right. right and I don't know that I'd be able to do it honestly. Hmm. Um, so we had him cremated and but I talked to the funeral director and said I need you to tell me what's going on here. It's it it's whatever whatever you need. I needed to have that closure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that happened. His service was part of it and how that service went down and what I expected. Creed wanted a huge party when he got out of the hmm. hospital. So, I gave him one. Yeah. That's what I did. There was no, I mean, it, there was a million tears, but it was a huge celebration.
1: Yeah. I was there. I remember and, yeah. all the balloons yeah. and color. And, That's right. Yeah.
2: His class saying, Yeah. You know, it was just fun. And then... We had all this favorite foods at the reception and God knows there was no, there was no theme. It was Chick-fil-A, spicy chicken, jalapeno pizza. Everyone's like, God, what's with the pizza? We're like, eat a dum-dum, that's all I know. (laughs) Um, But all of that helped me. It's like, I kind of got to, you know, that chapter fully ended once I knew where where is he yeah and then you know this is the process and this is the process and then when I went and I actually didn't go back to the funeral home because <clears> I just couldn't do it so Creed's dad went and picked up and we split his ashes so his dad has half and I mm. have half Um, and like having him back like that for me that was the that's the journey yeah and then moving forward from that it was it's hard yeah Like when I came home from the hospital, I just went and sat in the shower Hmm. and screamed and cried as the water just ran over me. And that seems very like theatrical or and I don't even know. I don't know. There was no process. I just felt like I just, I don't know. I I don't even know. Like, I don't know that I would ever do that again. But that's what I did. And then I just curled in the bed and it takes, my therapist was like, you know, if you get out of the bed and you take a shower,
1: that's a win. Yeah, check the box. That's yeah. a win. Yep.
2: Today's a good day.
1: Well, you talked about it in the last episode, and I think this is really important, um, and I don't think we would spend an entire amount of time on this, but you mentioned PTSD. Mm-hmm. The, what you went through, uh, especially with Creed and what Creed went through, it was traumatic. You know, it oh. wasn't peaceful at home. No. Right? It, it, it was, and it was not an just... the extension of the yeah, hospital there. It was yeah. just, it was a whole lot that led up to a very traumatic finish as well. Like, it, it no. was a lot. Yeah. No. Um, but that's real when you hear people talk about PTSD that oh. the stress of that is very real
2: yeah it's not war veterans yeah and, or I should say it is war veterans but it's not just like yeah. people at war I had no idea I didn't even know like I would have never even said oh I have PTSD I you know I'm sitting in therapy and they're like whatever I'm talking about and they're like it's, it's PTSD like yeah. you th- you have officially been diagnosed with it I'm like wow. oh okay because, I mean, you think about it, like, I can sit here, okay, if I close my eyes, I can, I can immediately go to me giving Creed an injection in the leg and me having to hold him down. What well, mom wants to do? That's not, yeah. moms don't do that. Mm-hmm. Nurses do that. Doctors yeah. do that. It's not, that's not a mom's role.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, taking him to the hospital. Do, like, all these things that, at that time, were necessary. Yeah. And I was being his mom and doing what was, was the necessary. right thing to do but i mean on this side of it it is rough and it takes it takes a lot of you you really gotta get yourself off you can get on a ledge real fast and you have to be careful like honestly you have to be careful because you can just slide yeah especially when there's so many to choose from you know so yeah if and don't you know don't beat yourself up for having to do it I mean, it was a necessity. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. Right, you weren't choosing. Hey, let me hold my kid down and shove this tube down his nose. Like mm-hmm. you weren't choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was a choice that was made for you by someone else. Right, to keep him to healthy keep him and alive. alive. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right, and that's you know, I would I do it again. Absolutely. If I were given this story all over again, I'd have to fight it the same way. Yeah. You know, it's a, it was I was chosen for that battle, and mm-hmm. I did the best I think I could
0: do right. so yep. I don't have regrets um but yeah PTSD is it's no joke yeah. it's a real well, and isn't I would imagine part of that is when you told a story it just I know it was a seven-year thing but to me it was just thing after thing after thing so you weren't probably processing along the way oh, no. any so not only did you lose him and there's that but then all the years of not processing what was happening catch up to you on that end too so I feel like it was a, probably a double whammy where it was just oh, yeah. like all the things at once. And you had get time divorced in the middle of right. That. So
2: and now you've got time, like nothing but that's time. the problem. Now is I mean, I if I'm being transparent, when I moved to Franklin, I specifically started trauma therapy mm-hmm. because I hadn't. I there was no processing, and it took. I mean, it it, it you just you just kind of at grief's mercy, mm-hmm. like you don't you don't know. There's no plan, and you don't know what the heck to do. And one day you wake up. And you're like, oh, I felt, I felt okay. And then 10 minutes later, you're in the fetal position, you know,
1: yeah. staring
2: at a picture of your kid screaming. Yeah. It, it just is, it's, it's the worst. And to not be able to understand how the heck that happens that fast. Like, I was literally just, you know, I walked into Target and smelled a cinnamon broom last year, mm-hmm. sobbing.
1: Yeah.
2: Because my next door neighbor, when Creed was growing up, had a cinnamon broom. And we would go over and play with her kids. I, I'm going in for like potato right. chips. Right. <clears throat> and now all of a sudden the crazy lady crying in the meat department because I'm trying like, oh my God. You Because you, like,
1: you don't know what a trigger is. No, you don't know. You've not been through this. You don't know any better. Right? Yeah. And you
2: just try your best mm-hmm. to like live some sort of life.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's just, it's so tricky. And like there is no right way to do it. And I'm really hard on myself. Christy said earlier, she's like, maybe give yourself some grace. And just, you know, a suggestion. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I don't want to be the woman that never returned. You know, you have heard you hear people talk about, you know, that's, well, her child died and she never made it back, you know. I honestly don't want to be that woman, but I feel like that woman some days. Like, I just feel like, am I ever going to be a version of myself that's recognizable? Hmm. Because it's just, there's just so much turmoil in my head against my heart, yeah. it just, you know, you're like so angry because this happened, but you're trying to learn and process and somewhat be a, a decent human and not yell at everybody you see, you know? It, it's, it's just, it's exhausting, yeah. is all I can tell you. It really is a <laughs> Yeah, it's exhausting. I so, would
1: imagine though that's really helpful for, for parents that are listening that, that maybe have just yeah. recently experienced it to hear you verbalize that. Because that's what they're feeling, oh, and yeah. maybe they don't know how to even put it into words, and and they're just shaking their head, going, "Oh, but yes." Yeah. The thing that stands out for me is is the therapy that you 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 got help, like you you spent yeah. time with someone that knows what they're talking about, right? Yeah. They're trained in this. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm I'm thinking for for folks that are out there, that's something to learn from. This is find that. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, for sure. I didn't know until I moved to Franklin and this is probably a, something that everybody knew except for me, but I'd never heard of EMDR. You guys mm-hmm. ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is a process that is it's used a lot with trauma victims, and it's a device that you can either hold in your hand, little toggles, and they, you hold them in your hand. Some people use headphones. Mm-hmm. Some people use, um, so I use these little, these little tiny little little paddle things. and I hold them, and they vibrate. And what that does is it vibrates left and right, left and right, left and right. And so it stimulates your brain so both sides of your brain are working because normally it's one side or the other. Mm -hmm. And so the trauma that is stuck back here in the back of your brain, you talk about it as this is vibrating Mm -hmm. and it literally will light up on an MRI. It's amazing. And you can watch that process, that trauma, move all the way to the front of your brain to where you process it.
1: Wow.
2: So I've had to take... Like, really intense PTSD moments, like, things that have really, like, ripped my heart apart. Yeah. And I've had to go and do EMDR with it and talk it out and be like, okay, what what did I feel right here? Yeah. Because you don't know what you were feeling back then. Yeah. Like, when I told you about him going behind that x-ray. Yes. I mean, it was crippling for me. Yeah. Why was it, what, what was happening right there? There was no processing that for me. I was just like, here, yeah. like, I didn't have a choice. Like, right. I hand him yeah. off to these people, right? So I look at those, you know, you you focus on one at a time. And I could be doing this for 50 years because I got, you know, I got a backpack full of these traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Like I can, I get, I struggle now with tons of anxiety, which I didn't have. You would think I would have been a nervous wreck while Creed was sick. Maybe I was. I didn't even know. But now it's like, some days it's crippling. Hmm. And I literally... On Monday, did an EMDR session because i had been anxious like that for two weeks about something, and I couldn't. I was like, "What's the problem? Like, what's happening? I can't eat. Nothing stays in my body. Like, it's it's just really messed up." And I did EMDR, and I haven't been anxious since. Hmm. Wow. It's just amazing how it how it moves around.
1: Yeah,
2: it's a real thing. And and I, if you haven't, if you're against therapy or you you know you don't think it works or you don't like, if I could tell you one thing try it. Yeah. But like, it just at least give it a give it a chance, give it a try because your therapist is not going to be able to feel exactly what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But they can help you figure out why you feel what right. you're feeling. Yeah. And that for me is like, okay, so what do I do with this? And we have to yeah.
1: process we 've got a process oh my it, god yeah and you sometimes need help to do that it's yeah. it, I
2: don't know where to start well, yeah you yeah. don't
1: know how to just innately start that right? right and so I think that's just hopefully folks hear that and say okay I I need to seek out yeah.
2: don't be don't be ashamed don't be embarrassed right. don't yeah. don't think you know you fought hard for your kid fight for yourself
1: yeah
2: you know and that's if you great. have other kids fight for those kids by' yeah. giving them the best version of you I unfortunately don't have you know I don't have another yeah. biological child I have two step voice, and i sense my emotions you know and yeah. i'm like it's not fair for them for me to be grumpy today right mm-hmm. and i don't know why i'm grumpy today no look, everybody's grumpy Every, right. everybody has their
1: yeah. days like right. we're humans yeah
2: but if i can be proactive about it or at least be more intent in tune to what's happening i think that's a win absolutely oh
0: yes so yeah. i don't therapy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one word therapy go, go therapy. therapy go
1: Therapy.
0: You know, Steph, I've learned, I'm a better friend because of you. I've learned so much from you because even though my child went through cancer, I didn't lose a child, and so... Um, But I work a lot with families and and I have a lot of friends and I was the person that didn't want to upset my friend who lost their child. So I just never, like I would freeze. I wouldn't know what to say. I was like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I upset them? And you said something to me a couple years ago about um, if you say something, you know, it's not the first time they thought of their child that day and that your number one goal is to keep his memory alive. And so talk a little bit about the friends that are trying to support you. And what what is okay to say? I mean, now I just come right out. I am so sorry. Yeah. He was such a you know. And I talk memories, and but I would never have done that if you hadn't told me that was okay. Because that's I would I was so worried about hurting somebody further. Of course, um, which is not at all what happened. You know, like right. you said. So talk about the people that are out there that love the people that just went through a loss like this. I always laugh because, like right after
2: Cree died, I got the head nod. The, oh, mm. Mm, and nobody wants the head nod. No. Like, yeah. you don't ever want to be a person where, some, you know, yeah. mm, mm, I wish you could see me right now, but you can't. You the head <laughs> um, and it just struck me. It's like, you know what I really want? I want you to talk to me about my son. Mm. I don't, I, I don't ever want to not talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know a parent in the world that doesn't want to talk about their kid. Yeah. And it's even more so, this is my opinion, and I think I speak for a lot of parents of that have lost their kids. It is the hardest job we have after they leave, after we lose our kids, is to keep their memory alive. Because, I mean, let's face it, time goes on. Nobody's yeah. stopping. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to sit here in this space with you. I mean, like, Cree would be 16 right now. And I don't know what that looks like. So I look at, Creed's friends and I'm like oh my god he would be doing this Mm -hmm. so I want to talk about Creed should be driving a car right now he should be getting you know he should be getting his license in December he should be like I want to talk I want to talk life forward with him I don't want to stop his life at seven yeah I feel like say you know like you meet a parent and the dreaded question that anybody asks unknowingly it becomes the dreaded question i guess i should say is you know what's if a lot of times icebreakers is how many kids do you have mm-hmm. yeah and it's and i i you know one and they're like, i'm like okay how old is he and i'm like he's well he's technically seven he would be you know blah. blah, blah. and there and yeah. i'm like he passed away and then their first response oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't meet. and i was like i didn't have to answer that question yeah mm-hmm. that was on me that was yeah. my choice and some days Who knows? Maybe I won't answer it that way. Right. I doubt it. But that is a choice of the parent. If they're like, say you have three boys and say Mm -hmm. you lost one, you'd be like, well, I have one in heaven and two here. Or today, if you don't want to talk about that, you get to say two. Mm -hmm. But I don't know a parent that doesn't want to hear their name, their child's name said. Like anytime we're at Lighthouse or anytime we're anywhere and somebody says something to me about Creed or, I mean, I don't know everything that he did. You know, he's in flip flop or yep, he, right. at school right. or whatever. Like I learned tons of stories about him when I went back to his school and I sat with his counselor for a little bit. He used to eat lunch with her, hmm. watching Gunsmoke.
1: Oh,
2: in kindergarten. <laughs> oh my god. She would roll. You know the TV.
1: Yeah, roll yeah. rolling uh-huh.
2: She'd roll it in, and he would sit there and watch Gunsmoke. Why, and she brought his food in there. I'm like, who is this kid? Yeah. <laughs> and she had a pillow under her desk, so if he got tired, he could go under, and he would sleep under her desk. Oh. I didn't know this. Didn't know
1: that, yeah.
2: So I'm like, anytime somebody knows, has a memory, like, you know, yeah. and yeah. I, I think that's true across the board. Like, mm-hmm. say you, had a, you were in a flip-flop group. Let's just go Lighthouse, for instance, mm-hmm. and you had this child, and they're... Common ground. You know, these yeah. finger turn... Yeah, they're, they're not, not there. They're me. not seeing no. it. No, but then you get to tell me the next time you see me or whatever, oh, my God, I've got to tell you the sweet memory I have. hmm Oh, are you kidding? Like, people do that, and I, I don't even know the response. Like, I feel like my response is so, like... I don't know, not petty, but it's just... I'm like, I can't describe to you what, yeah. what just happened to me on the inside. Yeah. Because you came to me and said something about my kid. Yeah. Like... I don't ever want those stories to stop.
1: So, so somebody that, maybe that day is the day that you say, you know, yeah, I have one child. He, he was seven when he passed. He'd be 16 today. Yeah. They don't have memories of him. They're just learning, right? Just sure. asking. Um, good questions to ask are, you know, tell me about him. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
2: did they like Lego, or was yeah. a boy? Did they like Legos? Were they into race cars? Like, yeah. what was her favorite movie? Did yeah. they like, you know, whatever. Anything that's relatable, like, I went and sat with a mom that lost her son, and I went, we went in his room. I didn't, it was not my idea, but she said, can I, guess you know, I was like, tell me about Gabriel. And she goes, well, let's go in his room. Oh. I was like, what an honor. Okay. Yeah. So I went upstairs, and I sat in that kid's bedroom on the floor for two hours, mm-hmm. and we just talked about stuff that was in his room, and I, it was the greatest thing, because she got to talk about her baby. Mm-hmm. to me for two hours because I didn't know anything about that child mm. and she got to tell me his story and she got to tell me about his you know school or what he liked or what he didn't like and it was just the greatest thing
1: yeah.
2: I mean I've been on both sides of it
1: yeah
2: to sit there and listen to somebody talk or and to be the person that gets to talk like I got to tell you my story just a second ago yeah. with Reed yeah. or yeah whatever it was and I mean it was a I would talk for 10 hours right Clearly, it was 50 something minutes. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? Like you have, it's like, we want to talk about our kids. Yeah. They're still our babies. Yeah. You just can't see them, you know? But they're yeah. still there, and we still want to talk about them. And if we don't, I promise you, we'll get out of it. And yeah. it's not going to be your fault, you yeah. know? It's mm-hmm. just going to be like, today was an all day. It was weird. But the thing, I think, the takeaway is that you cared enough to ask. Yeah. You stepped out and said, tell me about your sweet baby. Tell yeah. me about, you know, Whatever their name, whoever yeah. it was, tell me.
1: And so it's okay if they get emotional. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It, it it's part of the process. That's right. Especially depending on where they are. That's right. In the journey, right? And some
2: of the emotion could not be sadness. It could be, oh my God! I get to talk about it. Yes. yes. You cared. Yeah. You cared enough to say my baby's name and ask me a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I love that. Um, I've learned so much. I know Christy mentioned that too, but I didn't know how to. To have those conversations until we really got to learn from you it was a couple of years ago yeah but i approach it different i yeah. approach it different now and and i've even learned that it's not even just with children it's with oh, siblings and, yeah. and and spouses and parents now mm-hmm. i've just i've learned how to have different conversations that yeah. before i was afraid to have
2: yeah well yeah. But i told Christy i was like you asking me about creed i can promise you that's not the first time i've thought about that child today no. yeah when my eyes open up first thing I think about every day mm-hmm. and numerous times yeah. a day so you saying his name you're that's not oh yeah I did have a yeah I had three.
1: you're not stirring it up in them that's right. not the first right. time I think that's so important for folks no, to hear it yeah. is important
2: yeah definitely not it's there 24 7 hmm. so just ask us we'll be more than happy it's it's honestly helpful yeah you know for us because we get it's it's therapy for us yeah it's like oh, okay yeah I don't have to keep just processing all my thoughts about my child on the inside. By Somebody yourself. actually cares enough to ask me, and I go, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you a funny story.
1: Yeah.
0: That's great. You've made us better friends, Steph. <laughs> that's. <laughs> you have. I'm like, wow. That's... <laughs> <laughs> You've made us better friends. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Steph, we just were grateful that you're always willing to tell Crete's story and that you're and that you're helping so many other parents. I mean, I know you do that all the time, but also with us, Um, you've helped us and being on this podcast, just to kind of touch on and help us understand kind of what it's like from your perspective and um, for parents that are going through this or the friends that love them so much and want to do the right thing. So we are grateful and um, we're grateful for Creed and all the lessons he taught us. So thanks for sitting down with us again. Yeah
1: thanks for listening today, everyone. And if you know someone that needs to hear this episode, we would love it if you would take the time and share it with them. And then after you do so, I know we've asked you guys to do this before, but please go out and rate and review. That's going to help other families that are living through childhood cancer find this podcast so that they can be encouraged in their journey. Uh, Thanks for listening today. We really appreciate you guys. And we are going to see you later on the next episode.